this is Restless. Hey everyone, welcome back to Restless, where we are breaking down the rise and fall of the Young, Restless, and Reform movement and having a lot of fun while we do it. I'm Pastor Michael, and today Matt is not with me. Our glorious host is preoccupied as his wife has just recently had a baby. So prayers up for Matt's family, and let's get some W's going out for Matt as he welcomes a new child in. Uh, This was not in our plans for recording Restless, so I'll have have to be talking to Matt about his priorities, but that means we don't have a regular episode for you this week. What we do have is an after-hours discussion that we had with a couple of guys that joined us last week to discuss the rise and fall of Mars Hill, and what we're talking about uh, as we kind of enter into the middle of the conversation is whether or not pastors should be using anonymous accounts online and using some of the things that were said in the Mars Hill podcast uh, to discuss it. I think that you'll find it very enjoyable. Before getting into it, don't forget the Restless One Year Anniversary Show is coming up October 31st, Reformation Day. Mark your calendars. Send us a voice memo, email, criticism that you want to be read live, whatever you want us to talk about after having us around for one year. Restless is turning a year old, so so join us in that in whatever way you're able to. With that, let's jump back into our discussion with David and Elijah talking about anonymous pastors online. All right, we just got done recording our our reaction to episode four of Mars Hill, but I'm here with Pastor Michael I'm here with Elijah. I'm here with Dave. We've still got the same guests. Uh, my kids have not been going to sleep, so my wife has has left the building. But there's a big part of this episode we didn't cover. The, the opening of this episode describes this kind of ranty, negative, um, kind of internet troll on the Mars Hill message boards. And it's later revealed to be Mark Driscoll, right? He, he comes on as William Wallace II. And so I just thought that it's a bit of a separate conversation, but this idea of, you know, this is one of the few things Driscoll has publicly apologized for taking on this persona and saying the things he said. So I just thought we should talk just a couple minutes about you becoming, being an anonymous right now would be like being an anonymous, an anonymous Twitter user being like, should, what does this say for us as Christians any Christian leaders in engaging in this kind of stuff. So what do you guys think about this? I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and start. I mean, for me, the, the main thing is the, the, the internet is inherently anonymous. It's built from the ground up to be anonymous in a lot of ways. In fact, if you look at the original like design of the internet, it was, it was designed to, to do lots of things but it was never designed to identify you as a person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my feeling is that if you behave well, if you behave properly, I don't really care what what name you post under. Because the other thing I'll tell you about the internet is if somebody will find out it's you in the end. You will slip up. Somebody will trace your IP address. Somebody will notice you typing out in a, in a Starbucks or a cafe. It will come back to you. 
So you're, you may eventually have to own up to um, what is what, what you have said. Um, the other thing I would say is in, in some contexts, it may actually be necessary to be anonymous on the internet. If you're in countries where Christianity is not publicly accepted, where it's a definite situation of persecution or maybe even prosecution, doing things anonymously may be one of your options to actually communicate with people and to do a bit of evangelization uh, where people can't be out and about and you know uh, directly identifying themselves. But you still have to you still have to be able to own what you're saying because the likelihood of it coming back to you is fairly high. Yeah, I think that's important. This idea of no matter the context, right? Like Elijah and David, what, right? I don't know if if you would consider Michael and I public people, but these two guys who have who have thoughts and right want to talk about this. There's no reason that they should have to become. I don't know, public people, right, beyond this. But but I do think it's important that we own it, yeah. Michael, Elijah, what do you guys think about this? So the question is, should pastors have anonymous accounts? Burner accounts, yeah, anything Burner like accounts, this. okay. Man, my mind went to a different direction. Uh, so uh, I'm going to shout out, and, and if this isn't where you want to go, feel free to do whatever with this. Um, but I think of the account uh, Preachers and Sneakers uh, that, that was on Instagram, how the guy for the longest time uh, kept his identity off air uh, because he understood that like what he was doing um, when he a constant question for him was and what I'm doing constructive. Um, but he's like, I feel like I do need to call out some of these um, bigwig pastors who have shoes that are more expensive than some of the cars of the congregate members um so he was calling out the pastors and and uh keeping his identity hidden up until like five months ago or something like that and then he wrote a book and came out with his identity um so i know that's a different context that that's not necessarily a pastor no but, but it's, um, an, it's an anonymous account right and a, yeah. and a, and a super well followed one yes right? Yes. Um, but like, I think he had some conflicts on uh, kind of having this hidden identity. Um, so, uh, yeah, should should a pastor have an anonymous account? Uh, I'm going to take it only specifically in the context of like Driscoll and what he was doing. Most definitely not. Um, <laughs> it is not beneficial. It is not constructive for the faith. It's not raising any questions that may be helping keep others accountable um, it was really just destructive and um, and uh, degrading to those around him. Uh, now, let's say it's in the context where it is constructive. Well, be above reproach, just and and be a loving pastor. Uh, be willing to say the hard things. Um, yeah. I mean, Paul, in all of his letters, um, maybe except for one gave some harsh rebukes um but he didn't hide his identity he didn't say oh but timothy's has this rebuke for you and hit behind timothy no he, he was saying this is my rebuke to you um so I, I don't see um in any sort of context other than maybe if you're in a country where your identity needs to be hidden for the purpose of going about ministry 
I don't see any context where having an anonymous account is beneficial for those you are leading. You know, and, and I'll say this because of some of the kind of obvious leanings that, um, Christianity today seems to be having with this show, right? I'll say this. I don't necessarily give them the benefit of the doubt when they say like the behavior on this message board was beyond the pale. So I actually went and I sent them to Michael. I went and looked like there's someone who's archived every single post by this. I, I, I mean, there's no reason anyone, <laughs> you will get no joy of looking this up, right? It's not like, you know, there's no entertainment value, but it is, it is in this case, they are dead on right. It is as bad as it is described. Yeah. Like I is, took just a couple minutes to look at it and it was, I mean, I just left it. It's ba- I mean, it's so you, you see how Driscoll talked publicly <laughs> right. and in his books and in his sermons. And now just imagine if there was, you know, if he thought that he was anonymous and nobody knew who he was, <laughs> you know, like that's, it's exactly what you think it would be. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, and this is, you know, right. It's, it's kind of funny because this kind of like burner account thing with famous people, it's kind of become like a, right. Like there's a slate reporter. I think it's, oh man, I won't get it right, but there's a slate reporter. And what she does is she literally goes out and tries to find people's anonymous accounts. Right. Uh, She was the one who found um, Mitt Romney's account. This is just too funny. His anonymous Twitter account's name was Pierre Delecto, which is just like he picked a French, like just a French name. But just a, there's a lot of layers there. We don't, you know, this, is, this isn't a political show, or uh, obviously Trump was known to call into to radio shows in New York as John Barron and like promote Trump things. Which again, <laughs> there's there's something there, but but right that this is kind of a thing that that goes on and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I do think there there is room for it. But right, part of the reason even wanting to to present ourselves the way we have is you know, there are podcasts hosted by right people you 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 can't really get to, you can't figure out. Well, you can obviously, right? You can find anyone's identity online, but I do think you need to be able to. Whatever, whatever you're doing, and I think that's whatever you guys are all saying is whatever you're doing, you need to be able to be held accountable for your actions yeah. on the internet, right? That's that's you know maybe the line. Yeah. I don't know as I think of as I've listened to you guys, as I've thought about it. Yeah, I get the appeal. Um, I get the appeal for someone. And now with Driscoll, I think it probably was like, hey man, this is an opportunity to just unleash. You know, it just like really let it fly, which everyone else was like, hey, don't you do that all the time? But he was, you know, I mean, this this gave him the opportunity to really, uh, really do that. Um, but I get the appeal of of wanting, you know, a kind of anonymity um, or even just, you know, the reality that pastors are held accountable, maybe in a higher way. I think with kind of the, you know, uh more visible social media age that's kind of changing where now all of a sudden, Hey, it doesn't matter what your job is. Somebody's probably going to scroll through what you've posted online at some point and try to find something to get you. Um, And so, you know, like, so that might be changing now. I don't know um, if, if that's really the case, Uh, but I get the appeal of like, Hey, like I'm the one who is supposed to always be on. 
You know, I'm the one who is always supposed to be above reproach, always supposed to like, there is that added pressure. And so I get the, the desire to have a kind of anonymity where you can just, Hey, I can just literally just say things like everyone else or, or uh, what have you. Um, however, you know, this shows, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe it's extra important then uh, for people in a position like Driscoll in a, in a pastoral role or something like that to be, be accountable for what they're doing uh, that, you know, that, that makes it all the more important probably. Um, and, you know, I listen, I get, like, I get the appeal. I have, uh, I think that I have the gift of like knowing when I meet somebody within just a few minutes, what I could say to like really push their buttons. You know, like I have, there's a troll inside of me uh, that I could absolutely let out if, you know, I did not have to mortify that part of myself. So again, I understand why someone might want to do that. Uh, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> uh, I, at the same time, you know, I also, I don't want to say, hey, it's wrong if a guy just wants an anonymous account so he can, you know, scroll Twitter or whatever yeah. and not have to have people follow him. That doesn't bother me at all. You know, again, if you are still seeking to live in an above reproach accountable way. I, I do get the appeal of, you know, wanting regular life venues, but I got to say, if you're ordained, we're sorry, we did like, we've, we've kind of called you out of a lot of normal vocations that probably include right. some online ones. I wonder, we can all dream together that we're through the like reformed, uh, the reformed, like cartoon character, Twitter accounts. I don't know how much you guys know, right. Calvinist Batman, like reformed Bubba Fett, like, I, reform Jar Jar Binks was one I truly got a lot of joy from, but <laughs> it might be good if if we're through the days where where there's every persona uh, filled by someone, maybe all the same person. If so, that would uh, so we'll put it this way: Calvinist Jar Jar Binks, we'd love to have you on the show. You know, as, <laughs> as long as you come in character. But uh, yeah, do you guys have any other any other thoughts on this? I, I, I again, I think it could be a huge topic. I mean, I think you know, you know, overall, you know, we've covered it or, or any of the specifics, even from the episode, if you guys have thoughts. Yeah. I mean, if anybody that listens to Restless wants to get me some of those cool uh, preachers and sneakers, sneakers, just uh, hit us up in order to find us. Well, there you have it, folks. We will be back with you next week with more Young, Restless, and Reformed content. Don't forget, October 31st, this is the one-year anniversary. Send us everything that you can. Until next time, stay Reformed, my friends.